The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 Sorry. Stop it. <laughs> I, it's been a while. Boys, you stop while. it right now. I miss you guys. Oh, Welcome back you. once again to Podcast Beyond, episode 404. Palindromes. File not found. What? That's uh, a real good name for the episode. Yeah. Uh, do I'm Max Scoville. <laughs> Joining me is Marty Sleva. Hi, Max. Hey, uh, Brian Altano. And Andrew Goldfarb, who's on his phone. I'm, so, I'm looking up a story that Brian told me to look up. Hey, good day. Breaking news. Good day to you. Breaking news. News. Yeah, what's up? How are you guys doing? Doing real well. Hey, real weird, because we're doing this half an hour early, and it's like, it's... it's get, it throwing you off? Get, my, get my jives all yeah. out of, really? out of wiggles. You get, get in jives. there. Get all, get all... I don't know what to do. Get goosey. Who does that mean? Who here likes a PlayStation? We brought a lot of energies. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot, there's um there's some stuff to talk about. Gamescom is next week. Yes. Uh, uh, oh, we're going. We're going there. We're going. Yeah, we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about what we what we know, what we hope to see. Yep. Sort of our game palm, uh, our predictions. Yeah, I'm really our predictions. I'm really uh, excited <laughs> for uh, for Gamescom. I, I the Gamescom itself is kind of a mess, which we can get into. But uh, I love Cologne. I love like that part of Germany, and I like I like shows like that. No, mm-hmm. Brian loves Cologne. I saw a bottle of it fall out of his bag once. Oh, <laughs> it was one of the most Italian accidents I've witnessed on your behalf. Yeah, you have a, you have a nice cologne in your uh, in your bathroom. Yes. I stayed there. I saw for it. rifling through my <laughs> shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's, it's sitting right there. I like to smell good and be Italian. You do smell yeah, good. Yeah, so I'm actually uh, I don't I haven't ever been to Europe, so this is going to be exciting for me. Time. Wow, great. Yeah, I, I mean I was born there, but I didn't I haven't been there. But you're well, Brian, though. Then Where yeah, were you born? I was born in the south of France. Oh, yeah, and nice. I've never nice. been down nice. in nice. <laughs> Goldfarb, you were born inside nice. a woman, and you haven't been back yet either. Um, God. God, you're the worst. Quick into the Andrew. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then we're going to talk about China. China lifting a council. China. Plan. We're going to talk about uh, Witchers. That's right. We talk about a good thing for wrestling and a bad thing for wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Actually, two good things for wrestling that the guy's not there. Yeah, I think. So. Well, <laughs> okay. yeah, we're gonna know. Um, do you want to start us off? You want to give us some give us some quickies? Yeah, sure. Should we? Are we doing quickies or should we start off with Gamescom? Um, we can start with quickies. Okay. And so then quickies. transition in. Okay. Uh, so the first one, Marty, you suggested is on here, and I totally agree. Um, China is officially lifting its ban on consoles, which has been a long-standing. So I think it was back in 2013 they were talking about reconsidering, mm-hmm. and now they have. Uh, so basically, now any foreign manufacturer will be free to manufacture and distribute consoles in China, which is a really big deal because that's 
a gigantic I mean, chunk of the population. a billion people. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like a 15% of the Earth's population. Yeah, that, that now potentially has access to video games. And yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where my understanding is that it's very... Very easy to get consoles, even though they're technically yes. like embargoed there. True. You yeah. know, yep. like you just have to go to a corner of the mall as opposed to like ve- a large store at the mall. It's yeah. very interesting because like that niche of people who want to import games and want to play games and want to figure out how to do it, like that's they find a way, right? But I think like it's more like the the entire casual sector, like the people who like would have gotten it for Christmas. Like I don't know that necessarily they would have. You know what I'm stoked about is um, Chinese video game box art. Yeah, like official because oh, it's going to be yep. crazy looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I don't know. This is gonna be like I'm interested to see because this has the potential to like totally like s- like you know change the tides of how the console sales work and how games are developed. I mean, that's such an amazing market. But at the same time, it could just be like a ripple. Like maybe you're right. Maybe people do. Maybe it is really easy to get, and maybe yeah, it's right. not gonna make that big. Well, and it's also that. the so for me, what's interesting isn't necessarily the fact that a billion people will suddenly have games. It's the fact that the ban happened because of the potential effects on children. That was like one of the major reasons cited. They didn't want like children to have like mental or developmental effects based on the fact they played video games. It says a lot about where the medium is now. That like that's no longer a concern. Mm-hmm. That like now it's like fairly all the, well all the children already have that. So. Yeah, exactly. well, it's also like how do you how do you control that? I mean, because PC gaming is huge there. Smartphone stuff is there. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. the yeah. biggest yep. like the biggest free to play stuff is like Tencent. Yeah, they own yeah. Epic. Like, oh, totally. You know, yeah. it's kind of yeah. crazy to think that, you know, the company that makes the engine that a large chunk of video games runs on is got bought, just kind of unceremoniously bought by a Chinese company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, by the way. Um, they have a stake in Riot also, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's right. too. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's really interesting. Uh, Transformers Revenge of the Fall, or not, no, the, the dinosaur one, Age of Extinction. Mm-hmm. That was the highest grossing Return movie. Return of the Sith. Yeah, the uh, the dinosaur one is the name <laughs> of the film. Um, We're back at Transformers. Uh, dinosaur yeah. story. Mark Wahlberg blew up his barn, the movie. Um, um, that was the highest grossing movie like worldwide last year. Yeah. Um, well. American Sniper was the best in America because we like American stuff. But like fake babies. Um, it's interesting because <laughs> yeah, like, there's stuff that will do really well in China that like Pacific Rim did really well in China mm-hmm. um, didn't do so great stateside it was kind of like is this a flop what is this you know well you, like you read stories where a movie hasn't made its money back domestically and it's it's like it's considered a flop but they're like uh, but when we release it in China we hope things will turn around I'm like how much money are you going to make yeah. in China well, and I also the money from Chinese films will occasionally impact western development on a movie like Iron mm-hmm. Man had scenes that were specifically mm-hmm. shot with a China exclusive character and that movie is different in its Chinese theatrical release do so you think games will get recut I think that's going to be that's kind of what I was sort of getting at with yeah. that is like what are are we going to see kind of people you know focus group targeting a different market you know because it's going to be a big chunk of the market there mm-hmm. um a lot of like a lot of the Transformers movie. D- don't watch it if you're one of the people who still hasn't seen it. It's not. It's a really bad movie. But the second half of it is all in China, and it's just it's it, yeah, it's weird. If you play if you play Journey in China, it's about dying <laughs> during pollution. <laughs> Jesus, it's very gray. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so that's cool. That could be that could be huge. That could be nothing. I don't think that China is going to go Microsoft. It's a hunch. They're not going to go. <laughs> they're not going to swing towards the Xbox one. Yeah, that's that's my yeah that's my bold prediction here on Podcast Beyond mm-hmm. that Xbox One will not win in what China. If, what if the Wii U picked up? What if like Maybe, the Wii U just suddenly suddenly, yeah, just suddenly blew sells up. a billion Wii U? That would be really that'd be China. really weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I don't know. I mean if you have something you've you've kept from people from so long for so long that who knows what they'll be what they'll want to jump on? Maybe they'll want something that can be 
hacked easily, something that's more moddable. Maybe they're so yeah. used to having more of an open source market that something that's as direct as a console being like, you can only play these 50 games is going to be extremely limiting mm-hmm. to them. Yeah, and I wanna... Or they'll do something stupid and be like, the games cost $120 each, like they do in some countries. It'll be interesting because, to Max's point, like I don't know, I, I legitimately don't know a ton about how available things were. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just like, oh, like... You can't buy it at the equivalent of Best Buy, but there's a billion stores down the road that, like, all the mom and pop shop have video games, and they've been easy to get for years. Yeah. Like, I know in the last two years it's gotten easier than it ever was before that because um, I, I know 2013 is when they started talking about changing this, and then I think it was last year they kind of relaxed it, whereas now yeah. it's, like, the, the first time it's, like, fully just, like, the band's gone. Well, um, let's put let's put it this way. If you are a If you are a podcast beyond listener residing in China and you have stories for us, let us know. We yeah, honestly yeah. have no yeah, understanding of what actually. that's like. I bet it's I bet it's like buying um like Chinese switchblades and butterfly knives here. Like you can do it, you just have to look around. You got to look a little you know? bit. They're yeah. like technically not legal, but you can go buy them. Yeah. Yep. Get an airsoft gun. Yeah, let us know what it's like. Shoot your sister. Yeah, send us an email. Store I I used to live in uh <laughs> text us an email did you just send us an email. Send us an email. Yeah. Uh Where I used to live in I used to live in Connecticut and uh there's a um, store in one of the malls there that sold like brass knuckles, and, like all these things. Oh, yeah. And their thing was like, it was legal to sell it, but the second you buy it, it's illegal to own it. Was what all the signs in the store said. Which so it's like if you can escape the mall without getting caught by a cop. My friend, my friend in New Jersey got pulled over by a cop, and the cop searched his trunk because uh, it was funny smoke coming out of the car. And in the trunk, they found uh, a, a funny of, smoke machine. They found brass knuckles and a bootleg copy of Rob Schneider's The Animal. <laughs> and the cop was like, what is all this? What are you trying to start? Some sort of legal weapon and Rob Schneider <laughs> movie bootleg company. And my friend was like, you're a really bad cop. Like, I've been doing this for like two weeks. <laughs> Everyone laughed and high-fived. And um, now they uh, – they, <laughs> The cops kill a lot of people, so it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Wow. So what uh, else we got? All right. Uh, Max so gonna sign. Witcher three. three. Uh, that's uh, the lot. The, this is I, I. I don't know what to make of this. The last free DLC. They had sixteen weeks of free DLC for that game. I still haven't mm-hmm. friggin' finished it. I keep yeah. meaning to get back into it. Uh, that's a massive game. Mm-hmm. The last free DLC is a new game plus mode. Yep. What I don't. That's pretty I, awesome. I guess that means you just kind of you just start and you, you kind of keep playing. You carry yeah, over be, probably all your yeah. cool stuff, right? Yeah, it won't be this week. They said because they they need to delay yeah. it for the patch or whatever. But yeah, it's uh yeah, I would assume you like maybe keep your money and like your customizations or whatever yeah, it is. And that's like already like a two hundred hour game, so that's kind of yeah, it's a weird game for a new game plus. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's interesting. It's sort of like. I don't know how many people are going to do this because it is such a long game. But that being said, like the Souls games and Bloodborne, like people yep. love that. Like people consider like the mm-hmm. real challenge to be when you get to New Game Plus or New Game Plus Two. It's probably my one of my favorite things about Resident Evil Four was yep. finishing that game with all my weapon upgrades and then just running back out, and getting the like yep. unlimited Tommy gun and everything. Yeah, also, cra- um, crazy stuff like that. Is really Persona fun. Four Golden, yeah, mm-hmm. second playthrough is uh, is really fun because you keep yeah. your money in and your Persona catalog, which means that you can like summon all your best Personas really quick and yeah. have them early in the game. Things get weird. You know, full boyfriend. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's, it's, uh, that's true. It's interesting. It's, I feel like this is a historically kind of a kind of a Japanese game feature like new game plus yeah like am i am i wrong there like no, no that's no i agree with that yeah um so it's interesting to see like a yeah to yeah, polish did, like, studio throw that in there am i crazy didn't arkham asylum have something maybe i'm making that up no you're crazy okay well, yeah you're crazy i don't yeah. mind a little mm. a little kooky boy named andrew Gofar. Mm-hmm. uh rise of the tomb raider this is a rough one it's coming to ps4 holiday 2016 this sucks yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing though like that just makes it a year and it's interesting because like with all the discussions, that was exactly a year ago when they announced this at Gamescom, and they were like, 
every interview, it was like, will it eventually come to PS4 and PC? They were like, nope, it's Microsoft exclusive. And that's interesting that the period ended up being a year, which is admittedly really long. Like, I don't think there's been a gap that long since uh, the GTA 4 DLC mm-hmm. is the last time I remember a, like, full year passing. Um, so I don't want to, like, that sucks for people with a PS4 who really want to play Tomb Raider. But it's also really interesting that, like, it shows that it wasn't, like, a true exclusive. And it does almost make me wonder what will happen with, uh, like, I know Street Fighter V, they said, like, Sony co-funded, I believe. So that one's, like, a true never-coming-to-Xbox exclusive. Yeah. Um, this is just interesting to me that, like, even after all of that, it ended up only being a The weird thing is that it comes out for PC a few months after the Xbox version. Yes. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's Microsoft. It's Microsoft, so it makes sense. Still, yeah. that means, like, they actively paid money to keep PlayStation owners from enjoying something enjoyable for a full year. So I wonder if they're co-publishing or if they aided development. Like, it's it, I don't know. There are, like, so many reasons that can happen. I don't think it's necessarily a malicious thing so much as a, like, getting back their investment thing. You think yeah. they aided development? Um, I don't know. I mean, they I announced would, it a year ago. So, yeah. At the very least. Yeah. Like, I don't know if with actual, like, human resources or anything. Yeah. I mean, but this is also, you have to keep in mind, so we're, uh, Tomb Raider's coming out on, on Xbox One in November. Yeah. And then... Assumedly in Q1, Uncharted 4 will be coming to PS4. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting to see, like, I don't know, how people react to Tomb Raider before we've played Uncharted, and then how people react to Uncharted after Tomb Raider, and then how people will re react to Tomb Raider. Are Nate and Laura the new Mario and Sonic? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I actually really appreciate Are they? how. Uh, <laughs> Seriously, I need to know. <laughs> I appreciate how different these games are becoming. I, I don't yeah. think I don't think they're even remotely comparable mm-hmm. anymore. Honestly, like Uncharted is still that sort of like linear action game, and I think they're opening things up a little bit more. Yeah. Like you, there's a point A and a, there are a point B in the Uncharted games now, and it looks like the new stuff, like the squiggly line between A and B, is. And that's lot, what I'm excited for because the Uncharted Four demo with like the driving, like that world seems so big, and yeah. it didn't just seem point A to point B. It, it almost looked like maybe they're alternate paths and stuff. But I'm, I'm curious because, yeah, like Tomb Raider had that – it wasn't like fully an open world, but you got that like you got that sense of exploration a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Which I loved. Also, you know? Yeah, well, it had that more of that like Metroidvania idea too where like you couldn't get mm-hmm. to certain areas until you and this, had And this one items. has all of the sort of like the hunting and trapping. Like it looks like there's a lot of just like waiting around and stalking prey and setting up camps and stuff like that. Like and I'm excited. Uncharted's not doing anything like that at all. I really hope, just like I hope this for Uncharted um, and why I like 3 a lot uh, – I really hope this Tomb Raider doesn't have any supernatural stuff. Like, I would love for it to just be a straightforward story. Yeah, like, spoilers on the last one. I won't spoil anything, but there's some of that stuff. Yeah. And it sucks. And it's by far the weakest part of that game. It's it's the only part where I look back in that game and I'm like, why'd you do that? Mm -hmm. But Uncharted does the same. I kind of liked it. Really? Yeah. I liked all the skulls, yeah, you're into too. spooky stuff. Yeah. I like skulls. I like, I like the part s- where Lara Croft's in a s- big room full of skulls. And <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, that's... A blood and there's, like, really realistic skull physics, but they're, like, super bouncy. You're like, you, under, you understand that, that so real things have skulls, right? And that's not a supernatural <laughs> element. Yeah, we but they, you never... Skull. It's too many skulls. It's, only, not, it's not only monsters Like, unrealistic amount of skulls. <laughs> that is fair enough. No, I will I give went, you that. I went to the catacombs of Paris. There are a whole lot of skulls. Yeah, but there's not, like, a big ketchup river down there with just blood everywhere. That's true. Ubisoft wouldn't let me go down. Sorry, I said there were six billion in the catacomb. It's actually six million. I don't know. There's, a, there's that big, like, that ogre guy. Like, he's a... He's yeah, a I didn't like that, man. I, I want more... I liked it because they, they were kind of nebulous about it. You're like, it wasn't... I mean, it wasn't like the Yetis in Uncharted 2. It was like, you're sort yeah. of like, yeah. what is this? Like, I is want, this just a big, uh, no scary man? I'm, I'm fine if there's dinos. I can handle dinos because they were real, like, uh, a couple hundred years ago. Yeah, because they could have just been in the cave and no one found them. Yeah. Shangri-La. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. This game looks awesome. It sucks if you only have a PS4 because you can't play this for a year. Uh, yeah. I will be booting up the old Xbox One to play it this fall because I can't wait. You are, Xbox get off of this down, podcast. Play it. Unless it goes down, that's right. Um, yeah. I had that happen with Batman this weekend. I had, I had a, a classic PlayStation moment over the weekend where classic I, pl- A new segment, classic PlayStation moment. Where I booted up my Xbox One and then 45 minutes later I was allowed to actually use it. Wait, <laughs> so that that happened, Marty? wait your Xbox One or your PS4? My Xbox One. Oh, yeah, it was, like, for Solo. It was so like the good old over, days on PS3. Yeah. Marty was at my place when I turned on my Xbox One for the first time in a very long time and same thing I had to wait like a very long time for updates and it's interesting because I was like man like it is just weird how that part of the tables have turned like the the PS3 updates were like insane that way but yeah like I mean, admittedly, if you play often enough on either console, you're never going to really be impacted by updates. Yeah. But like this, it had been like months since I turned on my Xbox One. I hadn't either. It. No, like but. no bias. There just really hadn't been anything that. Yeah, I just And my multi platforms end up going there. Yep. So to, uh, yeah. to PS4. Playing Batman on Xbox is just because that's where we had that code, so it was yeah. easier. But um, yeah, in general, I just opt for PS. Stuff it's it's can... it's just it's weird jumping to a different console after you spend a long time with one. It feels like being in somebody else's kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> it, it like, also where sort of your, where do you keep your but then cups? <laughs> when you're in that kitchen, you do find the cups and yeah, you yeah. find the plates. And it's and fine. It's, like, fine. it's all the same. Yep. What is yep. your PlayStation? Unless cups? all the cups are dirty and you got to wait for the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the worst. Uh, happens. Okay, let's talk about wrestling a little bit. Right, Never yeah, thought right, I'd say right. that. Um, there's okay. So the first thing, which is uh, Marty described as one good, one bad. The first thing is today, 2K announced that uh, the pre-order bonus for WWE 2K16 is not just Arnold Schwarzenegger, but Arnold Schwarzenegger as the T800 from Terminator 2. Which is very strange yeah, and specific. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, right? yeah. I, I love the idea. Okay, if you went back in time to like 1992, and you're like, "Hey, everybody, guess what? I come from the future. I've come from the far off distant future, and I come to announce that the first of all, it's going to be called WWE because that panda company is going <laughs> to sue them. Yeah. It's not the WWF anymore. The new video game it's going to have the Terminator in it. Everyone would be like, "That's such a good use of time travel to come back and tell us about yeah. that." And I'd be like, "But wait." <laughs> There's no Hulk Hogan, and they're going to be like, what are you saying? What is wrong with you? Yeah. So that's well, the other side of the coin, um, <laughs> is that, yeah, uh, Hulk Hogan will not be in. You get the Terminator, but you don't get Hulk Hogan. Because Hulk Hogan. What a complete, I just, yeah. this is, this feels like such a, like a, this is like a joke 2015 announcement. You're yeah. like, yep. Hulk Hogan also time traveled back to <laughs> before oh, yeah, well. when slavery was le- illegal. Because he's a horrible person. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad he's out of this game. And you know what's kind of amazing? Uh, they, I think that the WWE and sort of everyone has this sort of Chris Benoit button now in inside everything. Mm-hmm. Where every time a wrestler does something horrible, which kind of happens to like <laughs> one out of seven wrestlers, there's a nuke button where suddenly they don't exist anymore. And Hulk Hogan was completely pulled off of their website, WWE, and he was completely pulled out of this game. Which is yeah. kind of a big deal because I think it was a year ago. Was it a year ago that he was the cover star? Yeah. Um, Hogan actually came to IGN to do an episode of Up at Noon with Greg Miller and I, and he told a story on that show about how he personally autographed something like 10,000 of those cards that uh, shipped with the special edition version of the game. Like He was all front and center. He was their cover star. He was their big guy. Like Getting Hogan was a huge get for them. And this time around, it's just like, nope. But how do you work that in? Like, I, I, I get it on the WWE where you can be like, he's not here anymore, and they change the storyline at the last minute, but video games take a long time to develop. So I have a feeling he was in there. He's oh, probably still oh, all up in the code they're saying racist was, things. We're highly respectful of the way that our partners choose to run their business and manage our, op- our partnerships accordingly. We yeah. can confirm that Hulk Hogan will not appear in WWE 2K16. I thought that was really interesting. That was a very c- deliberately worded statement, which is like the WWE made this decision. 
they're our partners, so we're just following suit. Like it's like I thought that was really interesting God. that they didn't take a side in this. Um, yeah. What a bit like what a bizarre, just completely weird piece of information. You know. Yep. Like. I don't know, just that's like to have your legacy just like vertically kind of lifted out, you know? Like that's Yeah, but also like don't be racist. Like it's yeah, just no, like no, that no, weird totally, it's, totally. it's such a weird thing where like all these people from our like the Bill Cosby <laughs> going on, it's like so insane watching these people who were such a big deal when like we were growing up do these disgusting, awful things, and it's like, people are like, oh, it's such a shame that that's their legacy, and it's like, well, it probably should be their legacy if they did this disgusting, that's awful they did, thing. Then. That's, yeah. that's part of the story, too, yep. right? And it's 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 kind of like, maybe that's why people make up characters. Maybe that's why we yep. escape into fantasy, is because when our real-life heroes turn on us, like, what do we have left? Like, Laura Croft has never said the Edward, and if she did, you'd find the person that said that, and be like, why did you write that for her? But Hulk Hogan can wake up one day and say that five times on camera. During a sex tape, which <laughs> is just got, a whole lot of bad. Oh, no, no, like, so let's let's go no, back to this again. It is. is it really? Yeah, yeah. it's, it's oh, on yeah. the sex tape that well, the talker thinks because he 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 has sued about the sex tape. Wrestling they, fans of 1992, and, I have very bad news for you. <laughs> yeah, the upcoming, for lack of a better term, WWF video game, which is nearly photorealistic in all ways, incredibly vivid video game experience. Hulk Hogan will not be in it because he, of his racist sex tape acquired by the National Enquirer. <laughs> Luckily, former governor of California... Is it 92? Governor future governor. ...as former the cyborg Terminator. from the future. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's what ridiculous. It? All right. That's weird. Hey, Brian. Hey. Sp- speaking of sex tapes, uh, in Fallout 4, players can romance their companions... Um, there will be 12 companions in this game. They confirmed during QuakeCon, uh, during a gameplay demo. Um, By the way, the headline, I misread that. I thought it said Fallout 4 players car romance companions, and I thought you could only have... You do it in a car. In I thought they said China lifting 15-year-old barn on consoles. <laughs> That's true. It's been like, wow, two wrestling stories. <laughs> China sure is strong. Yeah, so you can, old barn. You, can, you, you can do the sexing with up to 12 no, different... No, so, so that's the thing. There will be 12 companions in the game. Yeah. Separately, you can romance those companions regardless of the gender that you play as, mm-hmm. but they confirmed that uh, Dogmeat in Codsworth, which is a dog and a robot. You can't have sex with Dogmeat. You cannot have sex with a dog or a robot. We sort of, as you can tell by these cool props, which are paper that we print out, uh, we sort of plan this show sometimes, and I like the bullet points here a lot. It says, Fallout 4 players can romance companions, and it's a link to the article. I'm already ready. First bullet point, can you f*** the dog? And then I wrote no. And then the second bullet point after no is this game and then the follow-up bullet point is can you f- the robot which i'm assuming is marty spelling how he pronounces robot i read that as robot robot yeah. and then it's no another bullet point i'm okay with that and then the third bullet point is that's bullshit you could f- a robot in new vegas <laughs> which you totally could i don't know why they're removing features from a game it's weird so i'm curious about um what's his name fox in fallout 3 is like your do i have to censor mutant. that <laughs> i think you're good um your super mutant friend your companion um was a super mutant. Like, does that count as human? Like, can I a super mutant? God damn it. <laughs> I, hope there's a, I hope there's an achievement called Fox on the first date. <laughs> um, but also, I think it's really interesting. I think um, stuff like, I mean, like Dragon Age and The Witcher and all these things that add these sort of like romance and dating components, yeah. um, I think are received really well. And I think it adds, yeah. it's the same reason I like like Persona games. I think it's really interesting when you add this extra level of companionship with somebody that, that goes beyond simply just being... Beyond. 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 Uh, that, that goes further than just being 
friends or a silent guy in battle. And I especially think it's interesting because in this game and in the gameplay demo they showed at QuakeCon, like your you talk. The protagonist talks this time around. So they talked about like during one of the areas they go into, like you walk in and you kill a guy, and then you're like, "Dog meat, go investigate." And then the dog runs off, and it's like that idea that like you are not just an avatar for the player, but you are playing as a person. Yeah. And so I think adding romance to that and kind of supports that, and it gives you like an so identity. Well, nice. Well, also, like, I mean, sorry. I, no, go ahead. Um, I also, like all of us are in this room because people had sex. Uh, none of us in this room have ever killed anybody. But in video games, it's like a weird Making novelty a when you can have sex. And yeah. I'm, meanwhile, we are all just like mass murderers in yeah. terms of yeah. games. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. That's a, that's a, such a bizarre like disparity. Yeah, it's it's America. Really, it's really <laughs> weird. And it's like we're totally we completely take it for granted. We're like, yeah, you know. Yeah. No, I could probably count the games that have handled sex in an adult smart way on one hand. Like, uh, what are you gross. doing with the other hand? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was uh, for those of you listening. Just the audio. Brian got up and then pelvic thrusted at the camera. So, oh boy! Just, as it was coming out of my mouth, I'm like, I really hope one of you guys just doesn't. Oh yeah. Especially when you're talking about handling things in an adult mature way. Um, highly recommended if you if you want to handle things in a mature beyond. way. Beyond. If you are, interested I'm wearing a suit too. In um in that in how games knack. handle romance in knack <laughs> if you're interested in in how games handle romance and dating and all those things I highly recommend Amanda Cosmos uh, she writes a lot of really interesting things about mm-hmm. this um, she's a blog specifically about it she's written a bunch of stuff for Polygon I, th- I think Kotaku I want to say mm-hmm. but uh, yeah she is like super into dating sims and what they yeah, mean yeah like um, a lot of yeah super like a lot of smaller games can handle it well like ones that are like Ichio games or Clash games yeah, uh, one even like something like Hatful Boyfriend is really interesting because no, like totally. that. Somehow, like, the pure dating sims are allowed to be a lot weirder mm-hmm. than um, a lot of, like, Western games especially. And it's interesting how that seeps into Western games, especially mm-hmm. more and more. Like, we, we talked about The Witcher. Um, we talked about Dragon Age. Like, those. Sure. We're seeing yeah, more of games, that. Yeah. yeah I, I think that's Dragon really Age, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, but, like, yeah, stuff like Catherine and even, like, Persona. Like, I feel like that handles it better than... I don't know. Most games do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I finally played the Final Fantasy 15 demo mm-hmm. this weekend, um, and Marty was there. And, man, there's a lot of sexual tension between those fellas. Yeah. Uh, I hope I yeah. they all wake up, but in the same tent. Sometimes they wake up shirtless. They yeah. do a lot of grab ass. And no, I, hope I, love boys, I hope yeah. those boys kiss at I love point. that they're I just don't... like, yeah, we don't have a, you don't have a girl in your party because it would be awkward for the boys. But girls can join the party at some point, and it'll change the dynamics. And I'm like, yep. this sounds really interesting. They're also yeah. so like a around. RPG. <laughs> like, when, when you finally meet Cindy at the end of that demo, they're like so uncomfortable around her. It's, like, really funny, actually. I'm so cool with I like the idea that Final Fantasy is, like... In the same way, there's that South Park episode where they're all ninjas and they're like all badass looking, but there's like a bunch of like fourth graders with like toy weapons or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I like the idea that the, the Final Fantasy guys are all these like cool looking dudes with awesome hair and they're like driving around in a car, but in reality, they're just like, oh, a girl. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, that's kind of what it is. Also, they're wearing these weird like leather Final Fantasy yeah. outfits. And then at the end of that demo, you go to a normal gas station, and everyone's wearing jeans and t shirts. Like everyone else in the demo looks normal except for them. It's yeah. Really weird. Yeah. I'm excited for that game, though. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, that is the end of Quickies with Andrew. That was, <laughs> sure was... That was one of the weirder segments. That was good. <laughs> All right. You yeah. lasted a long time this week. Wow. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, we got an email. Adam writes, 
Here's an issue that I rarely hear brought up. How in the cuss word is Sony getting away with coming up on two years since PS4's release, not enabling support for standard Bluetooth mics, especially considered PS3 had support at or near launch? It's rather insulting that Sony's very own branded PlayStation mic doesn't even work. The only option is to buy a full-blown headset from Sony. Do you consider this disingenuous on Sony's part? Also, can we please start organizing our games? Sony has been very complacent in bringing the PS4 up to par in terms of standard features. Well, so, okay, first of all, it's not disingenuous of Sony like they can do it's their platform if they mm-hmm. want to introduce proprietary stuff they can do whatever they want like as seen with Vita memory cards and stuff that said yeah they shouldn't be doing this like yeah. they it, it's really weird that a feature like that almost feels like a weird oversight like mm-hmm. I don't understand how that happens it's like um, kind of like how Xbox launched with like the weird like oh you have to use this weird adapter to even thing. use a yeah. headphone and now Sony's like, like plug in your iPod headset. yeah exactly like, yeah. I mean that's one thing that I do I do think they did really 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 well is like you just plug in any headphones yeah, exactly. yeah that's very yeah. smart which like, is compared, really nice compared to last gen where oh, yeah. you needed like proprietary you needed headphones that went through like an optical jack or whatever yeah. like what the hell was that and yeah. that's why this is weird I. I am guessing whenever firmware 3.0 comes out, like they will address a lot of these changes, mm-hmm. or I hope they will anyway. Like How far I would, down the road do you think that is? I mean, is I, that I would love year, to see total speculation. I would love to see like a PSX announcement. Like maybe yeah. that's the right place to talk about mm-hmm. that. Um, but I think it would be really cool if we did. Yeah, like we should be able to organize game libraries, oh, uh, so change nice. PSN names, like features like this that just feel like yeah. very simple oversights. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. I'm still not entirely comfortable navigating either PS4, or Xbox One's UI. Oh yeah. Like whereas with yeah. PS3, I'm. Like in my sleep, I can get anywhere in that. Yeah, as much as people made fun of the cross media bar, it's really self explanatory and easy to use. Yeah. No, the PS4 is basically uh, the UI is just like this snake that has all of your old games on it. Yeah. And then you get to that weird doldrum box at the very end Mm -hmm. where it's just like, here's everything you've ever downloaded and you'll never be able to get rid of any of it. Yeah. Like, here's every (laughs) bad decision you've ever made. That's the the curse of of PlayStation Plus, is then you're like, oh. Here's this thing. And there's that there's this huge bloated box. You're like, oh man, did I download the Warframe demo? Like, <laughs> how do I get rid of that? Yeah. And you're clicking everywhere and it's like, nope, can't get rid of it. Yeah, it's there. Get, it's a tattoo I think on you your can go from storage management or whatever, yeah. data management. Really? Yeah. I couldn't I Because I, I got rid of the um Destiny beta. Like that's not on my yeah, thing. I mean anymore. you can, it's just everything seems a little bit cumbersome. And it's yeah. maybe maybe it's because just as part of the job I have to use all the consoles. I'm still using the old consoles every yep. once in a while as well. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I just don't have that muscle memory yet. Uh, yeah, he he kind of hints at organization on games. Like I would like to see folders. Yeah, that you know? helps so much on Vita. Like mm-hmm. once you could organize things into folders, it's just yep. nice. Yeah, yeah, it's just weird too. Like I would love to see more customization. Like I, I, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one who misses them, but I loved like custom themes on PS3. I yeah. just I mm-hmm. like spent actual real life money on a couple dynamic themes. I got a, um, I got a Witcher theme right now that's great because it's got this like kind of scary, sexy mermaid on the regular thing, but then mm-hmm. if you hit up by accident, it's got this like water hag who's just got her like <laughs> boobs hanging out. <laughs> And like I'll accidentally hit that. Like we watch a, about to watch a movie on Netflix, and I'll like flick it up, and Jen will be like, "You're not playing The Witcher now, are you?" And I'm like, "Sorry, I didn't." And sorry about the gross lady boob. It's an awful thing on the computer. I know. I bad, missed that bad screen. Yeah, I missed that a lot from both consoles. Like I had a bunch of weird themes on 360, also. That as far as I know, you can't mm-hmm. do on. Uh, on I missed the blades. That's what I missed. I kind of missed the blades. Oh, Nobody misses the, the blades. Oh, I like the noise the blades here. make. I disabled um, all. The, Max came over one day and he was like, "You know, you can get rid of all those noises in your PS4, right?" And I'm like. Oh, thank God. I get mad. Anytime someone boots up a PS4 to do something in this office, I still hear that. I get, like, rage. All the alien noises yeah, yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I got rid of all those. Uh, we got another email from Tyler, Tyler Carlson, a.k.a. Sto- Stoichiometry. Stoichiometry. We're real good on PSN. Uh, hey, guys, and beyond. 
Yeah, beyond. Uh, I want to know what your thoughts on collector's editions of games. I enjoy getting them for the games that I'm a huge fan of, such as the Stick of Truth, but they are going a bit crazy. For example, the Call of Duty Black Ops 3 <laughs> Juggernog Edition comes with a mini fridge. I feel that some of these are just going too far and not making it possible for the budgeted gamers to be able to get these. Also, what are your thoughts on the content, aka digital versus physical? That's two questions. Yeah. Also, if you're a budgeting gamer, you're not buying collector's editions. That's sort of yeah, kind of the... That's yeah. why the real... It's it's interesting when you see, like, it's, like, limited edition, and then, like, six months later, they're on clearance, and there are a thousand of them, versus the limited editions that they're, like, only 250, and, like, if you didn't pre-order it, you're never going to get it. Wasn't um, Amazon literally giving away order collector's editions? Like the They were, like, 19 oh, yeah. bucks on Prime Day, or, or 9 bucks, or something really low like that. Yeah. And then, But then, I remember, like, I went to the midnight launch of Halo... Three, which is the one that came with the helmet. Yeah. Um, the helmet, the those helmet things, like, there was a point where, like, a year or two later, they were, like, nine ninety nine, mm-hmm. and there was, like, a hundred of them at any oh, Best yeah. Buy you went to. Yeah. Or the Halo Reach statues that, like, when everyone I started at IGN, literally everyone here had, like, one of those Halo Reach statues. They would be desk. like, your desk looks kind of empty. Do you want a Halo Reach statue? <laughs> yeah. Or, like, these six guys. So, and I, I think, like, it's really... Standing on a rock. <laughs> something like the mini fridge edition or whatever is cool for, like, if you make, like, 300 or the whatever. Mini, the mini fridge edition feels exactly like the people at Call of Duty are just internally trying to one-up each other from yeah. studio to studio every yeah. year. They're yeah. like, last year they made a car oh. and a helmet the year before. Yeah. We're going to make a fridge. Cool night vision goggles. Guess what? We have a fridge. Yeah, I, here's I, a real I, gun. I, I love Call of Duty. Dog. I love how weird they get with that because it's so totally just like just pie-in-the-sky ideas that they actually deliver on. And some of those gimmicks are kind of cool. Like I had the, for some reason, I had the little GoPro that came with the Call of Duty Ghost. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That thing's really fun. You make fun videos with it. Just you know, I, I actually put it on my cat at one point. She hated that. Uh, <laughs> fan. You can put um, the Master Chief helmet on your cat too. Yeah, they make a lot of cool stuff you can put on cats. Yeah, it's games. not big enough for a human. Uh, that being said, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of into collectibles. I love toys a lot. I love, I mean, I'm into like statues and model kits and stuff like that. Uh, and more often than not, I'm really disappointed by the statues that come with the games. quality. Yeah, they're really, totally. they're they're kind of gross. Um, there have been a few exceptions. That Titanfall one was really good. Yeah, but yeah. like oh, for the most yeah. most time, it's just like I don't understand what's so hard about honestly just like. Take a page out of like how Hasbro will like repurpose like Star Wars figures, and like find an existing collectible for a game, and then pack it in with the game. You know, or go yeah. even bigger, like I partner think... with like Sideshow. Or yeah, I was gonna say yeah. partner with a company, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like if you're gonna make somebody spend, not make somebody, but give somebody the option of spending 150 dollars on a on a box. Oh, and first first of all, if you're gonna do that, put the game in there. Oh, I don't yeah, care what yeah, you do. That everything else is secondary. Put the, like the Wolfenstein thing they did last year, where they didn't put the game in. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. Don't do that. Don't yeah, ever do that. What's crazy, the I think this question might be in response to the Halo 5 collector's edition, which mm-hmm. is $250 and comes with a download code. It doesn't come with the actual like physical copy of the game. Yeah. But now they're saying, like, oh, you can trade in your download code for a physical copy of the game, which seems weird because yeah. if you're going to pay $250 for a game, you probably want to play it the first day as yeah. opposed to going through the rigmarole of like, See, sending yeah. it in. And to me, it's happy. like that is an interesting – I guess there are people who really, really want physical media. Like I – for me, like in in handhelds, I desperately only want digital. I don't want to f- swap cartridges or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, for consoles, it doesn't really bother me either way. Um, yeah. That being said, if you had a physical copy of Batman, you could play it this weekend. That's I true. think yeah. I think yeah. all of these things should be built. Yeah. They should that's be fair. built out where you can customize them. Every single special edition should be like we're make we're making five things. Pick what you want, and here's your yeah, here's you the want price. A code, you want because right now copy. they they they're basically just like really expensive loot crates yeah. for uh, about one theme. Well, Instead that's of just like sorcery, it's just like I think Wolfenstein. The, the amount they make is what determines like whether or not they are relevant to me. Like yeah. something like the ones that sell out, like these Fallout Four Pit Boy editions that they like cannot keep in stock, or mm-hmm. like the um, I got one of those. Yeah, I, I, I put yeah. one during. I got one too, just in case. Yeah, canceled I, my pre-order. 
Um, also, I like, like I'm, I'm, I'm so down with that stupid thing. I, like, the, uh, I'm, I'm, normally, I'm like, I don't want that, but I'm like, nope, I'm gonna wear that stupid thing. I'm gonna use it three <laughs> times and get over yep. it. But like, I think you see a lot, like the, um, the full disclosure, work for Gearbox, uh, Borderlands collector's edition thing, the uh, Hansel collection thing with Claptrap sold yep. out in like two seconds. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's like because that's cr- cool. It was more expensive than a console. Like I was like, I oh, never worked for Gearbox. I can tell you that that was a, that's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. But the you thing know? is, like at that price, I was like, oh man, I'm, I don't know if anyone's gonna buy these. And then they sold out in two seconds. Yep. And I guess the lesson there is that it's like. If you like that franchise enough, you will buy it. And there are collector's editions that they they hit that sweet spot of like they're really limited. The hardcore fans get them, and then that's it. And, and then there's cool. the yeah, yeah, and it's something cool for everybody. But the or reason the, the reason I don't side, like them is, is because the, if there's something I want in there, like if I want a Pip Boy bobblehead or something like that, or the the Vault Boy bobblehead, like that's cool. But I don't want the patches or the T-shirt or the soundtrack CD. So like I wish there was a way to just be like no you keep that stuff or sell it to somebody else I want the game and like I want a Kickstarter like, setup kind of yeah thing. yeah well like where you can yeah exactly where, where you can kind of pick like, your hey, tiers do you really want to support reading Rainbow or did you want a free T shirt and I'm like I want that shirt yeah like it's, it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a I, want a, I want to kiss Levar Burton right that's exactly cheap, it's I, a it's build your own collector's edition and I think that's what's what interesting for. is um. As long as it's stuff like that, I'm not bothered by it. If it's like, oh, you can only get this statue in the collector's edition, that bothers me a lot less than when they're like, oh, like unless you spend three hundred dollars in this collector's edition, you don't get this map or this mm-hmm. level or whatever. Like that's where stuff bothers me more. Um, yeah. When Arkham City came out and Destin and I were trying to go around and get all the skins on day one, um, those were the ones that were hardest to get because the collector's edition was sold out everywhere, and we needed like those last two to make that video. And I don't know, it's weird when game content is blocked behind these things. That I find weirder. And maybe a skin is fine. Oh no, that's I think I think that's a a big problem. I absolutely think that's a big problem. I don't. I don't yeah. think that you should be blocked out of something unless you spent three hundred dollars on it. Like, give people that option to download it digitally separately, mm-hmm. piecemeal. Don't make anything exclusive that's integral or even like sort of optional to the game. Like, you can have sort of side stuff that fits on your desk. Make a stupid mm-hmm. statue. That's, yeah, that's the what statue's you fine. Yeah. But like, don't make like a, a cutscene or an ending or a character or something exclusive to a three hundred dollar box because that yep. that pieces out a lot of people. You know, not everyone spends three hundred dollars yeah, on a game. I think that the the high price tag should sort of be kept to physical stuff because when you're saying something's limited edition there is an actual physical quantity there yeah. when you've yeah. got something that's a digital construct a code that just unlocks yeah. what's on yeah. like yeah. there's nothing limited about that you can make a, a billion of them mm-hmm. and it's like totally you know um yeah. On that note, um, let's talk about Gamescom yeah. which I'm scared of. I'm <laughs> don't, don't be scared. It. It's so you Why? won't be the thing about Gamescom is it is uh Ten times bigger than E three. It's like what, like three hundred fifty. Yeah, why would I not be scared? Because yeah. well, you don't have to work on the show floor. Exactly, that's the thing. So it's ten times bigger than E three, but there's a business center. So the public side of it is, um, there's like what, like eight halls, and they're really big and they're super crowded. And that's the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of the show. But the Wednesday is a trade day, where on that Wednesday you can go to those halls, the same as the public halls, but it's only trade visitors, which is like the press and VIPs and stuff like that. Is that like smug, like you trade goods? Yeah, like it's like, is that like a cheat code. day and it's I like can have carbs, black market. But then also there's a uh, two halls. I think halls four and five are the actual business center, which are open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, okay. and that's where we'll be holed up. Which okay, is I wasn't like, not actually that scared. I was just you know. You seemed a little scared. No, I mean I'm like nervous about it because I'm going to Europe for the first time. Oh, well, that makes sense. protect you. Also, I will. I'm gonna. We're gonna get some beers. We're gonna. Yeah, it'll be fun. We're gonna record a a bond. Uh, Europe is just like a really. It's just like a really smart, weird version of America. Let's talk about. Let's talk about the games at Gamescom. What are we? You're planning our. You're planning our Gamescom. I am. What are we seeing that we can talk about? What's Sony doing? Um, that's the weird Sony. Yeah, that's the thing. Sony has largely pulled out um, in favor, it sounds like, of doing something at Paris Games Week. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sony does not have a press conference this year at yeah. 
Gamescom. Which last year they had a conference which was pretty big because that's where they revealed yep. PT and were like, hey, the last, like, you can yeah, download three. it right now. So the last like three Gamescoms they've had press conferences that were like decently big. Yeah. Um, last year was PT. They uh, showed Wild, the uh, Michelle and Cell mm-hmm. game. Yeah. The year before that they did um, a lot of the indie games and that was when they announced, um, let's was see. Like, Roosters? I think so, and that and was. Like, had, I love that, when they just—they're like, "We have the PS4. It's going to be the biggest new gaming machine." And then they had Rami come out, and he's like, "Hey, check it out! I made a game with four, looks like a calculator, four different shades <laughs> of brown, and yeah. it's an eight-bit. <laughs> it's about old planes." Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Gamescom 2012, I think, was uh, Tearaway mm-hmm. Until Dawn. Yeah, that was the original Until Dawn, and then I think yeah. last year was when it was re-shown mm-hmm. as like yep. the, what it is now. Yeah, what was the uh, Rain? I think was that year. Oh, yeah. um, uh, Puppeteer. Yeah. So historically, they've yeah. had a pretty big presence, and this year is sort yeah. of like I'm expecting them to, you know, show maybe just repeats of the demos we saw at E3. Like maybe best, we'll yeah. just see. Well, and the difference is uh, third parties, right? Like EA still has a yeah. thing. EA will have a conference. Um, so I mean, obviously, like I would expect more Battlefront stuff, which mm-hmm. is obviously going to be a big thing this fall. Um, They're going to show us the whole game before it's out. <laughs> they might. I'm, I'm honestly, like I want to play that game, and I'm kind of tired of seeing stuff for it. So I am yeah, too. Surprised. Except every time, like I played both demos of E3. I played the Tatooine one and the Hoth one, and I think that game looks incredible it's like kind of the Star Wars game I always wanted as a kid mm-hmm. like even like the the Hoth stuff when I think back to playing like Shadows of the Empire or whatever and I thought it was so cool taking down the ATAT. Yeah. but then like seeing it now like fully realized and it's like so much cooler I'm just like man I wish there was a campaign because like I'm just yeah. not a multiplayer guy and just, like, Max more, and I have been talking a lot more about surprises that. on the map you know like a Wampas or whatever yeah, yeah. Seen any Wampas oh, um, cool. I'm gonna say this right now I think that I think this is gonna be Microsoft show like I think that they've been they held totally. off on some stuff yeah. intentionally at E3 and they're like we're gonna show off some of this stuff and that yeah. stuff and then they've they're already like, yeah. announced that they're showing off Scalebound they're showing off Crackdown they're Quantum showing off Quantum Break, Quantum Break. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. pretty huge yeah I think and obviously Tomb Raider yeah um, I think it'll be really interesting seeing what a show is like without a Sony presence I don't think we really. Like it's very like Nintendo has kind of bowed out of a lot of these shows for a long time. They're not TGS. They don't have, to have a Gamescom press conference or even an E3. They'll be at Space anymore. World. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, the site of Earthbound sixty four. Yeah. Um, but no, I think like it'll be really interesting seeing like a show with one first party, which never happens yeah, I mean, other I than like PSX. Sony's mm-hmm. presence, sort of like you were saying, is going to be in the third parties. Like I'm sure Destiny or Activision is going to show more Taken King. Yep. And that'll lean towards Sony. I'm we'll sure probably Activision see more Fallout. More, yeah. more, more Black Ops 3, which we yep. know is leaning towards Sony this mm-hmm. year. Um, yeah, and that's kind of the thing. Like that's, so I talked to Shuhei at E3 about the fall lineup and that was kind of his answer. It's like, like they don't, it, it's not a coincidence that they're like this is the biggest third party year in a while mm-hmm. in terms of Fallout and Battlefront and all these things it's not a coincidence that there aren't big first party games coming out because why would they essentially compete with themselves Yeah, like they're the dominant first party platform right now in terms of sales so why and not lean into that and it's funny because the big first party games that Sony does have all seem to be coming out before the fall Stuff yep. like Until Dawn and mm-hmm. Everybody's Gone to the Rapture and Tearaway Unfolded well and even their collections Uncharted after and Unch- yeah. Yeah. Uncharted and God of War 3 yeah. like yeah, that's and then, interesting. Yeah, 4 I didn't think about that, that they pretty much left the fall open for third parties. Well, it's also, yeah. it's smart, and I've, I've heard, talking to some indie devs, I've heard that um, there's an interesting thing with the, you know, both PSN and, and um, XBLA, where it's like they basically, they're in charge of the release schedule, which can be really tedious for people who are like, hey, I finished my game, can we release it? And they're like, Mm, just hold on a second. Yeah. Like, just let's wait. And yeah. We'll do it. Uh, we we have our our uh, you know tarot reader here who's going to plan out when this game mm-hmm, is going to yeah. be most successful because it's mutually beneficial to launch the game at a time when it's going to sell well. Uh, for Sony's like first party stuff and exclusives, like 
they might have to spend a little bit longer keeping something in the oven longer, you know, yeah. but it's also yeah. like more polish is just better for them in the long run. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. One, you also have to think about like most of these or basically all of these companies are publicly traded. And so they have to, if they pour a bunch of money into a game, like number one, they want to maximize when they're getting that money back. But then also they have to think about shareholders and make sure like, okay, like, we have no big games this fiscal year, so like something has to come out by like this date at the yeah. latest, mm-hmm. and then that like impacts like a lot of those third party schedules. And Sony knows that. Sony, I mean, also publicly traded, also has stock to worry about, obviously, but they kind of have a little bit more freedom to determine which studio is doing what, and to make sure like when you own that many studios, you're like we will have a big game in this quarter. Like you can control it a little mm-hmm. better, I think, than um than third parties who maybe only have one big win and yeah. they have to place it very carefully. Right. Yeah, and then like you were saying, Sony does have. You know, uh, in theory, two major beats after Gamescom, which Paris Games Week. We're still not sure what that means, but Sony's yep. gonna have a presence there. And, and when then, is that? Uh, That's end of October. Yeah, it's Halloween. Like Halloween. And so then you have, it's December. actually three because TGS technically oh, also yeah, TGS, could be yeah. TGS could be big Final Fantasy 15 and Persona 5 Kingdom and Hearts, all that stuff. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts. So that's the interesting thing about this fall for Sony is like. To my knowledge, we haven't seen a Battlefront bundle or a Black Ops 3 mm-hmm. bundle or any of that stuff. But it's like. Fallout 4 bundle could happen. Like, we don't know. Like, But, like, think about, like, they can sell PS4s no problem based on third parties. Yeah. We know that Disney Infinity is going to have a big Sony presence. Like, that's huge for kids mm-hmm. in the fall because it's Star Wars. Like, and it's right around when the movie's coming out. So I just, I honestly think they don't need first-party games this fall. Yeah. And Uncharted can come out in, like, January or February and do just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Also, um... Do we know if there's going to be like a video game awards, VGX type thing this year? I mean, we know there's going to be a PSX. Yeah. We're pretty sure there's going to be a PSX this year. And I would, wouldn't yeah. be surprised if, again, they're paired up. Like they're sort of mm-hmm. the same sort of event ones on a yeah, Friday. Yeah, they worked really well. Like yeah. we've got these these kind of, you know, question mark events following, you know, following Gamescom that we, we kind of know what they are. But like there's so many now. Like there's that's still the thing. two more that are kind of like the jury's out there's, on that. Like yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. Don't, they, don't they usually announce the VGAs or VGXs or whatever like a month ahead of time or something? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like, and then they'll be like, hey, it's a first look at Skyrim or whatever. I mean, it's so weird because. Because, like, you think about what this year could look like. I mean, after Gamescom, there, yeah, we know Paris Games Week, we know PSX, but like D23, they confirmed that Battlefront, Kingdom Hearts stuff is going to mm-hmm. be there. Um, you have BlizzCon in November. Like, is Oof, that when we yeah. get Overwatch for yeah. consoles? Totally. Is that when New we York get Comic-Con. all kinds of other stuff? Yeah, New York Comic Con, like, obviously TGS will be big for Persona yeah. and all the games we were talking about. Like, they're, they're just an event every month now. Yeah. And then even January, like, CES could be big for hardware stuff, Pack South. Um, there's a lot. I really hope that more studios are taking a cue, more publishers are taking a cue from what Bethesda did with Fallout, and we're going to get stuff where it's like, hey, guess what's coming out next year? This thing. Yeah. It's yeah. going to yeah. come yeah. out guess what's next year. Out in six months. Yeah. yeah. Guess that's, what's out today? No, well, no, and that's, no. why, that's why Gamescom, and especially PSX, are at weird points. Because like, Gamescom is sort of your last chance, I guess, where... Theoretically, you could announce something in August and maybe it still comes out before the end of the year. But, yeah. but that would be weird, and that's like the latest you could possibly do it. Like, obviously... Paris Games Week on October 31st is not going to be new announcements of games coming out in December. And PSX yeah. in December is obviously for next year, which is really interesting. Cool. All right. We did it. Uh, good, did to, it. good to talk about it. All right. Uh, <laughs> good Brian, job, boys. you have a thing that you like to do. It's called Rapid Fire. That's, That's when you right. say a bunch of que- these are questions you pulled from the Facebook group. I went on the Podcast Beyond Facebook group, which you should join if you haven't yet because there's some good people there. Uh, I went in there and I asked for quick questions, nothing long, nothing, no four paragraphs. I joined it. Marty accepted me. And I got some good ones. I got like 200 questions. So I picked up five and we're going to go through them right now. Now, number one, Gary Horman the third or Gary Horman three game of the year edition <laughs> asks best kind of cereal. The one that Marty listens to on NPR, the podcast one. That one? No, that, that, that wasn't around long enough. The to one with uh, Fruit Brute. 
It's a fruit flavored fruit, werewolf fruit cereal. Fruit fruit uh, is actually the name of the cereal. Yummy mummy. I like uh, crackling <laughs> brand. Cracklin Get out of here. Cracklin O'Brien is dope. You like, wow, yeah. No, no one's ever said that sentence no one's ever before. Said, no. oh, what do you mean, guys? I love this sweater. It's comfortable. You sound it's like cool. It's you sound like a grandfather pretending to be a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> honey, I cheers is the correct answer. In a perfect I world, I can... Honey, I cheers. Honey, I cheers. Yeah. <laughs> honey, I shrunk the cheers. S'mores cereal was the greatest cereal of all time. I don't know where it is. I saw a bootleg version of it in the store the other day, but I don't buy that bootleg. Remember that time, remember that time Kellogg's real, real f***ed up and oops all berries? Yep. yep. That, was a real, yep. that was a real... They got big factory problems over there. They got soggies. They got... <laughs> That was a straight up goof. That's what happens when you leave your entire cereal empire up to a goddamn ship captain. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's not a drunk sailor. Number two, Evan Betterman asks, "What animals pissed you off in the last week?" I want to talk about this real quick. Right, I went, went to, to the zoo. I went to the zoo yesterday, Ooh. and I'll tell you what pissed me off: the grizzly bears are becoming self-aware, and apparently, one of the grizzly bears threw a rock at, at the glass <laughs> and broke it. And they had to tell the bears to get out of the water part and go into the regular part, and they're all sleeping under a tree. So if you go to the zoo and you try to see the bears, you can't because the bears are learning how to crack windows, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. <laughs> I don't know why that pissed you off. That's great. It's really cool. As a man who wanted to see some bears, I'm a little disappointed. Shame uh, on you, bears. Get it together. I Good was, news. They made transparent aluminum, so soon they're going to have bears behind metal glass. Max, you have a dog that pooped a rope recently. <laughs> Um, or a thread of sorts. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't really mad at him for that. Yeah, my dog ate part of a towel, and uh, he went poop, and part of the poop was stuck on his bottom, so I had to pull it off, but it was like a magician scarf, and I had to just kind of pull it out. Yep. Like, yep. I was, uh, he didn't like that. It was really awkward for both of us after that. Marty, so what was, animals did annoy you in the I last was, week? I was, all of them, because they drinking, can kill you. Yes, all of them can kill me. I was drinking at a park yesterday, yep. and a dog ran over and knocked over my tall boy. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't, a, wasn't a fan of that dog. <laughs> Insult <to> injury. <laughs> yeah. For our Canadian listeners, a tall boy is a big beer, not a just a friend of Marty. <laughs> you knocked over a real tall man. That I, that I you, have any, that you have any animal problems recently, Goldfarb? No, I love animals. Great. Good for you. I played with a kitten last week. I tweeted out some pictures. No one cares. It was number four. Uh, je- number three, three, Jess Mitz. I think it's MTZ. I think it's the abbreviation for Mountain. Oh, Jeff Mountain Z's. Jeff Mountain You can only play one series for the rest of your life. Do you pick Final Fantasy? Final Fantasy or Assassin's Creed are the only games you can Final play the Fantasy. rest of your life. Yeah, that's really tough because I like both series. I probably have to go Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. I'm going with Assassin's Creed just because they're annual, which means I'm, gu- I'm, I'm no, I'm guaranteed a new game every year. Final Fantasy, kind of. Yeah, depends. Oh, on so I out. took this. I took this the other way. I was thinking this is if you. Uh, if like you, the existing ones. If you're forced to play a game, and maybe you, I'd probably just go outside if I had to. If I had to be stuck playing either of these, I mean, they're they're both great in their own ways. But if I, I'm not really partial to either. I think Final Fantasy, you're going to get more variety. You know, Assassin's Creed. It's you kind can't of, you can't write around a hypothetical question. That's not how that works. What? You get, you, you sure get, you you're slowing no. down rapid fire. All right, sorry, Final Fantasy. You can't Fantasy. do that. It's like being if I get, what's your desert album? Which is better, your, your actual desert? history or totally fake history where there's uh, you, fight, you fight a house? <laughs> uh, in reality, I wouldn't go on a desert island with one album. I would stay in my apartment with all the albums. Oh, thanks for playing, guys. I'm Max Scoville. I thought it was like number some four. Up Alex Tittens. forcing you to play Final I thought Fantasy. That was a good answer, Max. Number four, Alex Tittens. Or. <laughs> Great name. Asks, is PS4 selling so well because it's not USA-focused like the Xbox? Well, yes, but first of all, the Xbox 360 won last generation. Well, I guess we won last generation, but the Xbox 360 sold tens of millions of copies being X- being USA-focused last yeah. gen. So well, that's I think they, not why. They, they had more of like, a presence in Europe, though. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I feel like they dropped the Microsoft dropped the ball in Europe this time. Yeah. Um, I, I just think in general, like, PS4 is selling better because they do better in other territories. But that said, that doesn't mean Xbox is not selling well because of that. Okay. Sony is a Japanese company that's been yep. selling consumer products since the 1960s worldwide. 
Uh, Microsoft is an American company that's been selling products since the 80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just they have more experience. They have like an established, you know, uh, Sony North America, Sony Europe, Sony Japan. Yep. Just, yeah, but still, I mean, that didn't that didn't help Sony last generation. Yeah, that's because so, they were like, we made a cell processing power supercomputer. It's a hundred thousand dollars, and you have to sell your house to buy it. <laughs> you will work, and you have to fight your house. You, you will work China more will, hours. China the games are so exciting. And you have to number shake the controller f- five, Yer Donan asks, who would you want to play you in the inevitable, <laughs> inevitable Beyond movie? <laughs> I don't think he knows what inevitable means. That means that that's definitely going to happen. <laughs> He'd be Jason Statham. I would. Yeah. Really? Thank you very much. I don't. Okay. Th- have you seen him? Wait, can Andrew just <laughs> cast us all? Yeah, let's see. Director Andrew, go, go around the table. Okay, uh, so I'm Jason Statham. You would be. Uh, Am I really name? Jason Statham? I don't buy that. I mean, no, but it's a movie. <laughs> okay, uh, you'd be uh, Ray what's Romano. His name Oscar Isaac from uh, Ex Machina, and um, that's a real. That's, oh, a, that's a good. That's, name. I don't, like, I don't yes. like that one bit because I like you, and I don't like him one bit. Oh, why don't you really? Like he's him? in the Star, he's Wars. Be a Star Wars. Yeah, he's going to be a jerk. He's going to fly. A he's going to do a Star Wars. Also, Poe Dameron sounds like like someone's too drunk to do actual <laughs> racial slurs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> like you Come fall, on. you're falling off a porch, and you're trying to hate something, but you Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron. Um and you, Ryan Reynolds. Okay, really? I see that. All right, yeah, I see that. sure. What about Fair you, enough. Andrew? Look into that. Seth Green. Look into that. <laughs> oh, I like this. I like this cast yeah. a lot. Who's somebody? Who's, if someone wants to Photoshop this, make or, this uh, movie poster. Yeah, who's, someone who's, make this poster. Who's writing this film? Uh, P.T. Anderson. Who's direct, is he also directing this film? Uh, yes. Okay, is Hans Zimmer doing no, the score? No, it's P.T. Anderson writing. Harry but Darren Gregson Aronofsky, Williams. Darren Aronofsky directs. With Harry Gregson Williams doing the score. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can I ask who who will play Jared Petty? Ooh, that one's harder. Um, Jonah Hill. <laughs> he lost a lot of weight. <laughs> I don't know. That's hard. Yeah. You four were easy, or you three were easy, but. Is, is Dr. Robotnik a real man? <laughs> oh, God. Andy Circus. There we go. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Mocap. That was Rapid Fire. Thanks for playing. Join the Podcast Beyond Facebook group. Ask us dumb questions, and I'll read them on the show next time. Uh, finally, we have an Essential 50 entry from a young man who wrote, wrote in a Max Scoville. That's All me. Right. Hey, everybody. Good boy. Um, I like Metal Gear because it's the best game ever. It's not funny. It's a great, it's a great <laughs> game. Um, Grand Theft Auto 3. Oh, wow. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Kind of weird because we've come to accept that because it's come to everything, including mm-hmm. Android phones. Like at yeah. this point, um, but that was originally like a one of those games that was the PS2 uh, playing by prison rules and kicking people's asses on the first day. Yeah, like yeah. Just, that was also I would say the first modern open world action game. Yep, hundred yeah. like, percent. That, that changed changed, changed everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we we are at a point where basically what it established in terms of just basic open world game mechanics and just that freedom and go do all this bad stuff and then go to school the next day and tell your friends about it and then yeah. watch a thing on Fox News about how this is outrageous. Uh, I feel like games are still kind of chasing that, you know? Like yeah, we are just, totally. we are finally with this console generation seeing open world kind of become standard. Mm-hmm. For better or for worse, you know, it's a, it's kind of not necessarily the most conducive to a good story, but um, Rockstar definitely... They went from being like, hey, those guys who made that game that was sort of cool for a minute when made this just incredibly yeah, good, and, incredibly and one of those games game. where at the time you're like, games will never look better than this. Yeah, yep. and there are there, there's like moments in video game history where you're like, all right, this is where like Super Mario Brothers like sort of moved the goalposts. And, yeah. and Doom Wolfenstein did the same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's happened since GTA 3. I think GTA 3 is the last one to sort of say like, this is what games are. That and sucks, no right? Single game has come- yeah, it does kind of suck. But really it just sucks. also shows how insanely ahead of the time and ahead of the curve. Yeah, like yeah, that, that feeling wrong. I had playing Mario 64 the first time or mm-hmm. GTA 3 oh, yeah. the first time totally. around. Yep. Like, 
I don't know if I'll ever have anything I mean, like that again. For, it's not for me, but hopefully that's what VR is for people. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That could be you know what that's else the next is weird is, is that game is uh, that came out literally half my lifetime ago. It's crazy. Uh, is that it, flew by. What was 2001? That was a 2001 yeah. joint. Yeah. Um, it's it's a it's it's it definitely deserves a spot on the list. I think in terms of games we've suggested for the list, it's probably aged the the worst. Like it's really. I think GTA Three is a very hard game to revisit if you've played any of the newer ones. I think if you haven't, then I'm sure it's really fun to jump into. But it it's a it's obviously a very boiled down version of where like five is now. Yeah. But I think it's still worth worth playing, uh, especially you mentioned it's on Android and iPhone mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah. you can actually go check this game out for a couple bucks. Can, yeah, playing it on iPad is really surreal to me because mm-hmm. like I remember sitting and playing. I, it's oh, like yeah. one you of those can, games. Yeah. I'm like, you can get it on Vita. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that's yeah. just, it's weird to think about that. That's such a, you know, also um, that and kind of just historically, uh, that and Metal Gear Solid 2 came out like right after 9 11. Yeah. And they both were centered in New York and had some just very kind of weird collective unconscious themes going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody should write a term paper on that or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, on that note, on that very dark note, yeah. Um, There's your homework for the up. week. What are we, uh, what should people go check out? Brian, start with you. I don't know. What am I doing? I'm not doing anything. All right. Okay. What, what's a movie that people should see? Uh, what's a dog people should pet? What did I see? I mean, It Follows Andy is dog. awesome. I watched that again recently. Yeah, that's really good. Right? Really good movie. Um, uh, Max, I, I downloaded the uh, 1994 Fantastic Four movie that oh never boy. came out. I want to go watch that because I'm sure it's a train wreck, but apparently yeah. everybody who worked on it Wasn't uh, that written by really like J.D. Salinger's son or something? Something like that, yeah. 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 We, could, uh, we could watch it at my apartment. Jeez, that's right. I'm down to do that. Okay. Marty, what okay. about you? Uh, Andrew and I watched a little rom-com over the weekend. Yeah, we did. We did a lot of, Andrew and I did a lot of, a lot of quality time. Yeah. Uh, what was it called? Before We Go? Before We Go. Yeah, it's Chris, Chris Evans. Evans' directorial debut. Mm-hmm. Weird. It. He can good. direct things with those big really arms good. of his? Yeah. So he's, <laughs> yeah, it's so, really good. so he's always wearing a big coat, and then when he's not wearing a big coat, he's wearing a bathrobe, and I'm like, it's because he's supposed to play this like poor musician, but he's probably got the biggest muscles. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's the whole thing, is they need to hide the fact. I know, I have that same problem. I want to recommend a Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Oh my God, so good. That is a... Yeah. That, I gotta say, that is the worst Home Alone movie I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's a super interesting movie. Uh, it's it's black and white and it's subtitled and you should broaden your horizons and check it out. Really it's on good. Netflix. So, Can we talk about this afterwards? Because I spent... I, I watched that entire movie and I fell asleep before the, the last 10 minutes of it, so I don't know how it ends. Well, you should go back uh, and finish it. You should, yeah, you should revisit that. Okay. It's, it's, you need a... Um, I have a minute. Um, for me, I would say I already mentioned it earlier, but Ex Machina I finally watched on oh, yeah. demand. Um, I think it's still in theaters in some places. Yeah. Weirdly. But yeah, I I liked it a lot. I yeah. I, pretty much everything except the last five minutes I loved. Mm-hmm. Super good movie. Um, I watched that after watching the entirety of Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, similar themes, yeah. and it's if I hadn't seen Black Mirror, Ex Machina would be one of my favorite movies of the year. Totally. But it felt like an episode of that. It yeah. did. Yeah, totally I agree with that. Yeah. Which is sort of like odd and bittersweet. But mm-hmm. uh, on that note, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, let's see. Plugs, Twitter, PAX. Oh, the four of us are going to be at PAX. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, All four That's of right. us. At yep, the yep. end of uh, August. And uh, we have a panel on Saturday uh, – or no, Sunday, August 30th at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. at the Sasquatch Theater. All right. Mm-hmm. So That's we're all going to be Sunday also with- at 5 p.m. I know it's a little late if you're booking your travel or whatever. Yeah. 
Get, get on the plane at nine Stay, or, yeah. or something. And we'll have uh, Mitch Dyer and Damon Hatfield there as well. Yeah, a lot of yes. folks. And we're going to be doing some kind of meet and greet hangout. Yeah, we'll have thing more, thing we'll full details uh, probably next week. Um, so look, it's, can we say when it's looking like? It's looking like Saturday night. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll also be, I mean, if, if it's nothing official gets nailed down, we'll, we'll be on Twitter. And you can, you can follow us all on Twitter and keep tabs on what we're doing. Yeah. I'm Max Scoville. Marty is McBiggity with two mm-hmm. Gs and two Ts. Is that right? Yep. And uh, Brian is Agent Bizzle. Yep. And Andrew is Garfep. That's me. So thank you guys for listening. And beyond. 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 Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.